Welcome back to the snack edition of the Digital Marketing Babes podcast with me, Amber. This week, we're going to be talking about surveys. So one of our lovely listeners messaged in and asked about surveys. What's the point? Why should they be done? And what can be done with them? We love getting messages like this because it means we can be more specific with our help and our content. Of course, we didn't make the listener wait until this episode aired for help. We're not that bad. But if one person asked, we're certain others may have the same question. So let's talk about surveys. Some of us might have done surveys in school, university, online, in public, all that jazz. But going back to basic for those of us who aren't familiar with them, a survey is a device best used for gathering information. As marketers, one of the survey terms we'd most be familiar with, or one that would be commonly used in businesses or offices, is NPS, which stands for Net Promoter Score. Now, if you haven't heard of NPS, that's okay. Um, I'm going to explain it. So it's one of the most easiest elements of a survey to analyse, in my opinion. It's quantitative, so you just get the number and you can work out the average, mean, median, all that good stuff to really help keep you informed if you're in a crunch. Gosh, I need to learn English again. The NPS score, Net Promoter Score, is calculated based on asking a single question. For example, how likely would you be to recommend this block of cheese to a friend or a colleague? You can rate it from 1 to 10, have a smiley face or a slider, and just by adding this NPS question to your survey, you can quickly measure how happy customers are with you or how unhappy they are and whether they'll recommend your friend. Tracking your NPS score is great. It shows you what you're doing well and what you can improve on. In general though, when a company asks customers to do surveys, they want to know about people's knowledge, attitudes, preferences, and buying behaviors. And the best and often easiest way of doing it is by asking them directly because any person who's going to have this experience truly is a customer. So one of the biggest flexes of doing a survey is the flexibility element. They can be used to get so many different types of information in many different situations. Surveys can address almost any marketing question or decision and they can be conducted in a variety of ways. So over the phone, through email, through mail, online, in person, even via text message. Whilst that sounds fab, it's not all sunshine and daisies. Surveys can actually be quite problematic. So frequently, respondents aren't able to answer survey questions because they might not remember, or you're asking a question about an element that is forgettable, or something that a consumer might not even consider. Or if you're asking questions about the actual product to the person who has purchased the product, they might not be the actual person who uses it. For example, where I work, the person in finance does all the purchase. So they're not gonna necessarily use the, I don't know, 3D printer every day. I don't even know if we have a 3D printer, but that was just an example off the top of my head. P.S. If anyone does have a 3D printer, let me know. I need some Croc Spurs made. But anyway, back to the surveys. What I'm trying to say is, if they can't answer the question, they're not going to provide a decent answer. And therefore the data of your survey isn't going to be that great. On the flip side of that, you might get some super duper eager beavers who are just wanting to answer the questions to the top of their ability in a biased way to make them seem smarter or just try and help to give pleasing answers because if they think, oh, if I give good feedback, I'm going to get a voucher. Doesn't always work, guys, okay? So now that I've explained them, why should you be doing customer satisfaction surveys? Now, in my last job, going through survey data was the bane of my existence. We had some janky software in Excel that was built pre-Windows 10. It would crash once I put the data in, the data I'd analyze would be lost and I would lose my shit. So it would honestly require me blocking out time in my diary just to do this like a whole day. I would often use the last Friday of the month for this purpose. But it was for a purpose. 
and known not just to make me lose my mind because we as digital natives know consumers have an incredible amount of options at their fingertips when they want to make a purchase. 75% of consumers look at social media before making a purchase and if they're satisfied with their purchase they may share it with others which can therefore contribute about 14 times more revenue than an unhappy customer who will advise people not to buy from you which is absolutely insane if you think about it. So how do you keep people happy? By doing a survey. Find out what parts of their experience was good, what wasn't, because over 90% of consumers never actually complain. They just leave and never come back. So although we hate negativity, it's one of the only ways to rectify issues and make things better for prospective consumers and ensure the current consumers come back. So by surveying, you'll be able to build the knowledge needed to identify the unhappy customers, remedy their problems, and therefore reduce the customer churn. For example, by scheduling a automated survey link to be sent once an order has been delivered, you're able to get the information whilst it's still fresh in their mind. A company that has done this really well lately actually was Decathlon. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be fair because I thought they were pretty crap. But their email strategy was pretty jazzy, you know? Holy smokes, we're running out of time. Here are some ways that you can gather survey data. So web links like SurveyMonkey, sending an email with a survey, social media surveys do quite well, and polls. You can send a text, an SMS, that's what it's called. Um, you can embed a survey into a web page or an email. Again, you can do a QR code so people scan it with their cameras and it opens up on their phones. Or you can do a pop-up window, which is, you know, kind of dated, but kind of fun. And here are some quick do's and don'ts because damn, Amber can talk for all the wrong reasons. So don't make the survey too long like this blinking snack. Keep it to 10 questions or less if possible because ain't nobody got time for that. Don't ask for personal details if they are not needed. People won't be honest with you if they've got to give all their personal information. Don't survey too often because people will get tired. You've heard of voter fatigue. There is such thing as survey fatigue. Don't underestimate, don't underestimate how long it will take to complete the survey and don't hide the results. You're gathering this data. Make it transparent to everyone you work with so they know where they're slipping up and where they can improve and also where they're doing great. And here are some things that you do want to do. So have a clear purpose. State the reason for the survey. Again, just be honest. Personalize your survey with your company logo, colors, and images. Benchmark the results to see if any changes implemented are working. And if customers do leave their details, try and reach out to them because it will show that you care about their survey data. You're having a look at it and then they'll feel like, oh man, I am being listened to. Speaking of listened to, thanks for listening. Come back again soon. Bye.